This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. everybody Jerry Taggart here now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information come on you foxes Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How are we feeling? You're watching Leicester Till I Die TV. You can catch us live now on YouTube as Leicester Till I Die TV. And please give that subscribe button a little click. Facebook, Leicester Till I Die, the group. Twitter and Periscope, at Leicester TID. Let us know your thoughts on the game. Do we deserve it? I think we did. What a difference 90 minutes can make to certain players. 
You are Let's watching Leicester thoughts. Till I Die TV. And it's live. We certainly are, although give me a couple of hours and a few drinks and who knows. <laughs> We're back to winning ways. Don't know if that was working for you at your end. It, it wasn't at mine, but uh, that's technology for you. So it's the post-match show, Fulham nil, Leicester City 2. Um, we've got two guests tonight. Jesus has left us. A wannabe Jesus has gone. We have a new a new Brad, Brad Mark 2. As the saying goes, he's the best a man can get. I'll tell you, we've also got a special guest this evening, and it's nice to welcome back uh, Julian. Julian Watts, ex-Fox there, is going to be joining us. Let's first of all say hello to Gillette Man and say good, e- <laughs> good evening, Brad. Good evening, Brad, Chris. How are you? Yeah, it's I'm definitely all right, me. Mate. I'm all right. <laughs> it is you. You're gonna, I'm sorry, now you've shaved it off, you're going to have to get one of those false ones and put it on. <laughs> just do <laughs> Yeah, just just as... Just, Stop the state of shock that people might be in. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, we're going to say good evening to Matthew Bond. Um, could only listen on radio. He's in France. He's always somewhere, is, is Matthew. In, he's in French, France. Thanks for joining us, Matthew. You missed a good game, to be fair. Um, we'll get onto that, obviously, in a second. And Lee Will, hi, Chris. Very good performance by the lads. Credit to Hamza and Kells, too. I think that's correct. Anyway, let's welcome our other guest in and say a very good evening to Julian. Good evening, Julian. Good evening, guys. You're right. Yeah, Not evening, bad. Julian. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Good, good. Julian, better performance? Uh, I thought he was. I thought uh, both tried. Both teams tried to play football. Fulham started for me slightly brighter than us, but after. Ten minutes, we began to find our way into the game, and then obviously following that came the goal. And to be fair, after that, I thought it was pretty comfortable. If I'm honest, they had a couple of half chances, one decent one in the second half, but I, I thought it was a comfortable performance. Uh, and yeah, back on back back on the winning ways. They did say, Brad, before the game, Fulham's last league win was against us. That was like almost tempting fate, wasn't it? But. Uh, and also, they said Mitrovic had gone three and a half months without a goal. And I thought, well, you know, this is Leicester. <laughs> That's spot on yeah. when he comes on, he's going to score a goal. But we, we, um, it was revenge, wasn't it? Yeah, it was revenge. And it wasn't too dissimilar to, um, you know, do the same thing that happened with Everton the last time we lost before uh, we lost to Leeds was when we lost to Everton and we ended up getting something against them. And we've done the same tonight against Fulham. And, it's testament. It's testament to our away form. You know, I think that's eight wins and eleven away mm. from home, and we did it in in quite comfort in the end. It was it was a great performance all round. You know, maybe the last couple of results, the last fans have been getting a bit edgy, which is understandable to a point. You can see why when we, we you know we, we were on quite a roll beforehand, and it's nice to kind of bounce back. I always say it's about how you bounce back than, than the result on the day. It's all about your response. And they responded well today. It was a good good win and it was a comfortable one, like Julian said. As a defender, Julian, I must admit, that first five, eight, ten minutes, we were playing it round that back so much. I, I was literally thinking, 
<laughs> I didn't feel happy. I mean, I sometimes just wish they'd kick it upfield, but I know Brendan likes us to play out from the back, but it, it was worrying those first five or ten minutes. We were having to soak up the pressure, but the defence looked a bit like, you know, they, were, they might just cave in at some points. Uh, I think, to be fair, Fulham, uh, Fulham had done the homework. Um, they, they sort of went half-pressed us in the first instance, and then after a couple of passes... The centre midfield guy, I think he was called Harrison Reed. He, he would, you could see him pushing up behind the the front three who were pressing and pushing them on even more. And when he did that, we really, really became under pressure. And like you say, there were one or two, uh, you know, fractious passes, and it became, you know, a bit nervy. Uh, and we did lose possession and end up kicking it long anyway. So uh, yeah. I just thought, one probably did their own work. They were a bit clever in how they went about closing us down, did it very, very well in that first uh, instance. And it was difficult to get out of the press, to be honest. But uh, as the game wore, wore on, it became a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the first, first five minutes, we weren't out of our own sort of 35-yard <laughs> area. Um, question for you here, Brad. Uh, Brookline, good evening, Brookline from America there. Is there such a thing as a boring win? It wasn't well, that not, bad, not, was not, it? No, not 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 from a lesser point of view this season, or not. They've always been very decent wins, and they've come with a bit of a, a zest to them at times. You know, there's there's countless results this season we could talk about where we've had a bit of a lot of flair about us going forward, and we've got the wins. I mean, I technically, I suppose you, you could ask them fans that support clubs that play the long ball hoof technique, and once every six games maybe sneak a one 0 win. Might say it was a bit boring the game itself, but it's never boring to win, is it? You don't get bored of winning. If you do, there's something strange with you. If you get yeah. bored of seeing your team win in, in, in any in, in any fashion, so yeah, we always do things with a little bit of zest and flair, probably more than other teams do. But I don't really care at the end of the day as long as we have got the three points. This is it. Stats and the way you play, you just take the three points, don't you, uh, Julian? I mean, were you surprised by the starting lineup at all? Uh, not not surprised uh, more pleased i think was um was was the way i would have looked at it it was nice uh you know to to see uh, Iniacho get a start and obviously gets the goal as well so that was a good thing i think we've missed in the last few games a focal point up front and you know i feel sorry for perez he, he's he's been that man who's been put up there but when you're not used to playing in that role you often drift into the position that you're normally sort of suited to. And that, that for me, I think we've, we've been missing that as like Vardy's a focal point, always getting in behind. Yeah. is a more physical presence, can still get in behind, but, you know, you can play it up to his feet and he'll hold it up well for you and bring others into play well. So I do think that's been missing and it was pleasing, you know, to see there was a bit of a change in tack on, on that and that, he, you know, he got his opportunity and uh, I thought he took it fairly well as well, not just the goal, but the, you know, the performance. Yeah, I would agree. And I've got to hold my hands up here, Brad. Um, you know, I, I know I'm probably the wrong person to talk to about Perez, but I've been screaming and saying, like, you know, play him up front, play the striker, play him up front. And we've done that for a couple of games and it hasn't worked out for him. Put him back onto the, the wing today. What did you think of Perez today? Uh, again, it's just one of them not very much to know about his performance. He, he did certain things right, but then he just sort of disappeared out of the game. And you could tell, um, you can tell just by the way, by the way he came off the pitch, he was disconsolate. I, he didn't look happy. He probably felt himself, he'd let himself down on the pitch and, and, and was a bit frustrated. He couldn't get more into the game. And you have to be, give a bit of credit to Fulham for that, to be honest with you. I mean, 
yet, yet again, and I know we'll probably talk about it at some point, Harvey Barnes was very quiet after Fulham pressed him. And, and you know, it's one of them. He just didn't have the most inspiring game, and that's why he came off. And, you know, it probably doesn't help. And in the nicest way possible, I'm sure he's dead happy for him as an individual and for the club. But to see someone who's just on the cusp of things as well and you're kind of fighting with to maybe be that replacement for Vardy or show you can step up and do the job for Vardy, goes and gets a goal, it's even harder to see that you probably you probably did things today that he probably over-tried a little bit and that's where he lost the ball and got dispossessed a few times because he was trying too hard to show that he's still capable of doing the right things. And it was just a typical Perez performance that we discussed all season, I'm afraid. Julian, um, Chowdhury, surprise starter for me, uh, especially as literally two days ago there was, you know, talk of him not even being with us for the rest of the season. But he had a good game, didn't he? I thought he did. And I, I know we mentioned it in the transfer show the other night. And I think I remember saying then that, you know, he needed to obviously find a way to get back in the team and put the performances to, to put himself back in the, you know, the manager's viewpoint, I suppose. And I thought he did tonight. And I was, I was a bit frustrated with the substitutions tonight. I thought the, I thought one, you know, I agree with what Brad was saying about Perez, but I would have left him on just for a confidence sake point. So I think he yeah. comes up looking disconsolate, you know, being brought off. I, I would have left him on for 90 minutes. Albrighton spit as a fiddle and didn't need the game time or could have come on somewhere else. Um, and the same, uh, you know, with Chowdhury, I think, why, why not leave him on? He's, you know, there was, there's no uh, reason to make that substitution. You know, Mendy's had um, the game time recently or some, and Chowdhury hasn't. I, I would have left him on definitely for the 90s. So, a bit frustrated in that. Uh, but, yeah, I thought the performance was was really good, didn't look out of place at all. And, you know, obviously now he's, he's got to be, you know, a consideration or there or thereabouts in, in the manager's thoughts. I mean, Brad, yeah, Amati for Barnes, I kind of get because it was, we were sort of holding, well, not holding on, we weren't holding on by any stretch mm -hmm. of the imagination, but we wanted to sort of close the game down. So I get bringing on that extra, extra defender. Or Brian for Perez, yeah, I, I take on board what Julian says, but I can kind of see that as well. But no, Chowdhury, I mean, we haven't got an NDD, so... We have, you know, when you haven't got an Ndidi as the holding midfielder, you automatically go to Mendy. And I know it's sort of 10 bookings now, but Mendy got a booking today. If he was to miss a game or get injured, and we, we know we seem to be getting a lot of injuries in, in training, Chowdhury is the only one that could really come in and, and hold that position there. Yeah, and I'm going to agree with Julian to a point. I, I, I felt sorry for Hamza and, and the commentators. I was listening to felt sorry for him as well. And you could probably tell it on his face. He's, you know, he's probably hoping. I hope that's not the last sixty minutes I get to give an impression to because he really, mm. you could see he wanted to. And we know what Hamza's like. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He's Leicester through and through. You know, he, he's he's always passionate on the things. And I, but I think the problem is is what we've seen with Brendan over the definitely over the course of this season is if the scores are like it was tonight and it's and it's two 0 and the opposition aren't doing much, he'd rather just shut up shop and cement it just to make sure they don't get a way back into the game from a silly, silly late goal. Because I think the problem we suffered with Leeds was the likes of Mendy, who have been terrific all season when they've played the majority of it, you know, and, and they've not had much game time beforehand and, 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 and what other players have been on. We suffered with a bit of a burnout with the likes of Albrighton and Mendy, and I think that's why 
I was surprised to see Mendy come on at all this half. Mm. I can understand Barnes because, again, I think maybe he's burnt out just a little bit, having a bit more responsibility on his shoulders. And the last two games, like I said, not just this one, but Leeds, he went, he didn't exactly go missing, but Fulham dealt with him with ease. He didn't see much of the ball. Amati was a safe substitution to make because Brendan, like I said, he likes to go through at the back when we've got a score line to hold on to or usher it out and not make anything nervous of us. But out of all the subs, I think Chowdhury even came off looking gutted that he came off because he really wanted that night. You could see he wanted to give a full night minute showing himself. He didn't do anything wrong. I thought he actually had a good game. And it, it, hopefully with Brighton and Cup in a couple of weeks' time, he'll be in consideration and get some more game time. Well, I was going to be say, ashamed. I was going to say to Julian then, um, not only Brighton, but Brendan might be thinking of him for Wolves. We've got literally, and Europe coming up as well, it's going to be for the next, I don't know how many weeks, two games a week, week in, week out. We have got five or six injuries. Is he? I mean, he did this a lot when we had the injuries at the start of the season. He was giving players 60 minutes or whatever, bringing them off for a rest. Do you think that's at the back of his mind? Um, I do, and I, I think in the modern game now, you know, I think substitutions are planned well in advance of the game. So, depending on where the state of the game is, you know, they would, they would have said, if we get to 2-0 and we're comfortable, we're going to do this, this and this. That, for me, would have probably already been decided. So, you know, and, and they're looking at the long you know, longevity. They're looking games and games down the line, who they're going to need when, who's likely to have suspensions, you know, which injuries will be back. And, and they must plan it out meticulously. I'm sure they do. It's a bit different to, you know, to back into the day where if you were fit, you had a chance. So uh, it's a lot more well thought of these days. And I'm sure that's one of the reasons for the subs tonight. We could have had four or five, um, Brad. I mean, I think those that were were ruled out were ruled out. But when we, we had three goals disallowed today, uh, we, we, could, we could have gone for that 10 to, to get the record back. Yeah, well, I mean, we had the chances too, didn't we? We had a creative, I mean, our goalkeeper didn't have all so much to do in all reality, especially in that second half, but he made some vital saves to keep the scoreline respectable in Fulham's case. I think he actually was just a, just a smidgen over 30 yards offside for his uh, for the one that he got ruled out, but um, I mean, the only complaint I have about the three goals that were ruled out was. And I know it goes swings and roundabouts, and it happens in every every game. We're not; it's not just a Leicester thing that happens. But Sanchez didn't do a lot, did he? He didn't do a lot. That player to me was already going down hunches, and expect he was almost anticipating the slightest lean by Sanchez. And again, it's ruled out. It's not just ruled out for us; it's ruled out for any team. I'm not saying like you know just to reiterate that point, but I thought that was the softest out of the one. But everything else, you couldn't argue with. Uh, they were right to give an offside, but it was just good to see. It was good to see that we stuck the ball in the back of the net, you know, and from all areas as well. It was good to see us getting goals today, even if it didn't all count. Julian, these these defenders, they, they go down for anything, don't they? He's <laughs> it, very worrying. I mean, sort of the strikers started it off and that was bad enough. And then as a defender, when you see defenders, you know, diving near their own area, and you know, and, and if it's not given... Uh, which would be nice to see these days if refs were a bit cuter and could see things a bit more clearly and let play go on. Uh, and just to embarrass a few, just to stop it, I, I think it's a real, real sort of 
bad part of the game at the moment and it it quite often spoils it and but you know for me i think it's just a little bit embarrassing uh, the the way that they perform and play acts and uh, certainly wouldn't have done it myself but i suppose julian if if he hadn't gone down the goal might have might have stood but it would have stood mm-hmm. let's be honest with you so i suppose if you know the slightest touch you go down in the hope that if it's gone in the ref will see it and and give it yeah, it's right. Right now, it is becoming the hope because I think more refs are getting savvy to it. They, they hear all the voices of the fans saying how fed up they are of you know people diving. So, and, and I've seen sort of a, a few challenges, quite a few challenges this season that last season would have been given, and I think they've probably got a little bit of a remit to be absolutely sure and, and, and let play go on. So, it, it might you know, like you say, it, it, it would have counted if not, but you know we're going to get caught out at some point or a defender's going to get caught out at some point one it'll be embarrassing but even worse it'll be costly to the team so you know for me i think i'd just rather be st- stand up and be counted if possible the first cold game and you know <laughs> if i was a betting man having included him in the team we could have uh, guessed that well he hasn't done and i'm really really pleased for him uh nacho i just want to put this point across to you here if i can brad uh, because somebody's just uh, messaged here. Let me just get it up. Uh, my computer's been extremely slow uh, today. Justin, good evening, Justin. Thanks for joining us. Um, I think Nacho is his own worst enemy. Got the goal, consistently has a bad first touch, and you can see he's frustrated with himself. Needs more game time to boost his confidence, and he's much better than Perez as a striker. He is, because I think Perez isn't an out-and-out striker. Nacho is. I thought his first touch tonight was was good and he was doing some nice little touches and he's got that in his locker, that little touch just to, to, to get past people. Yeah, I think I think we probably saw tonight the best example of how we can get the best out of Kalichi and Acho because he's completely opposite to Jamie Vardy. Um, and it, it's kind of like maybe, maybe we're getting rid of ourselves because it's his first goal and we're all excited because we want him to do well especially for the fee that we paid for him. We do want him to come good. But tonight, it was very clean, the performance. I mean, yeah, he had a bad touch every now and then, but he did exactly what he's he's here to do. He's here to sit on the line of the last defence, hold that ball up, and, you know, if Madison had been a bit more selfish, which maybe we thankfully didn't for the way he laid it off to Justin, but he could have got an assist tonight as well, because that ball into Madison was inch perfect it was in front of Madison it's exactly what Madison wants so he could run onto it mm-hmm. and then he held it up and Justin rolled it in for 2-0 and he got a goal that we didn't think I'd ever see a score and it was a headed goal he scored with his head and yes. you know yes. a lot of Leicester fans have been saying this season you know we're talking when we get got rid of Slomani I mean I'm not going to go on to that because there's no smoke without fire but we're saying we're missing a different option he's got a bit of a leap on him I don't think that's the first headed goal he scored for Leicester so maybe Instead of trying to find an out-and-out replacement that's going to use his pace like Vardy does for us, which mm. is brilliant in what he does. We're not, you know, we know he's world class. We could talk about Jamie Vardy till the cows come home. But seeing something different from him today, because he had that ball, he controlled it well, he held it up better, he laid it off quicker. The ball didn't get stuck under his feet as much. He looked a guy that had finally been told, go and show him what he can do. And yeah, he got frustrated, but that was a good frustration. It was, yeah. was good to see him frustration. Like Comment that. here from Brookline and uh, loved the return of Chowdhury, uh, more meanness in the middle. I mean, Chowdhury actually, uh, Julian, 
put the ball through to Madison for the cross for uh, for for Inacho. Um, and we, we said this before, you know, it it, um, it was, you know, good. And I, I thought Inacho, like I say, had a good game. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, I thought Chowdhury kept it really simple. As with Tielemans, who does, I thought Tielemans had another good game. He, he just keeps us ticking over. And I thought Chowdhury was excellent alongside him, doing exactly the same. And, you know, like if you're looking at Chowdhury as opposed to Mendy, I think Chowdhury is a bit more probing with his passing. He looks forward more often. So, you know, that's a big plus for him. Uh, and I thought I thought Ineasho took the goal really well. It was, as it came in, it was a little bit awkward. He had to adjust a bit. But he made the run. He got in between two defenders. And I think really that's been Fulham's downfall this, this season. They've got quite, quite a young team. And the naivety in the defending is put them really where they are because I don't think they're that bad a team to be honest with you but um, you know that with the naivety of the show tonight for that first goal puts them straight on the back foot and really sort of goes and lays on the result for Leicester They actually said when Fulham uh, have conceded first they've uh, drawn one and lost nine uh, but but again this was Leicester so if they were going to do it they were going to do it um, against Leicester um, It Looking at the second goal now uh, and moving on, I mean, that was, I mean, somebody joked the other day in the, um, in one of, in one of the shows that we should, st- or, or the chat, we should actually stick Justin up front. He's not got a bad first touch, has he, Brad? No, he's not. And, jeez, uh, I mean, if you look at that goal again, you, you've got to applaud his, his work ethic because you're coming up to the last minute. Uh, before the half-time whistle, you're holding on to, you know, you've got a 1-0 lead. And maybe sometimes you can forgive him for saying, well, let's get in at half-time 1-0, no funny business from the defenders. And he makes that pass. And if you look back at it, he's halfway in his own half. And he, and he passes that ball on to Kalichi Iniacho and he just gets his head down and he goes. And he flew past Fulham. There were two or three of them that, before they knew he was, you know, before they knew that he was running at them, he was past them before they could react. It's, mm. He's frightening going forward. And it's something maybe we lacked last season. I think last season we felt that maybe the likes of Tillemans, Madison and Barnes, etc., didn't shoot us enough, looked a bit scared and we was too conservative to definitely, you know, practically walk the ball in the net or make sure it was Vardy that got the, the final ball before we had a shot and tonight we saw a team press as as well you know it, it makes the players jobs a lot easier they went forward as a unit Leicester attacked with seven they don't attack with just one they attack mm. with five six seven players and that that was the most impressive movement of of the game for me you know because everybody did did it right you know Kalichi made a killer pass to Madison Justin ran 70 yards and, and rolled it in like a centre forward didn't he it was great yeah. to see and it's it just shows where the team's coming, its development under Brendan Rogers, and I couldn't be happier with a team goal. We're going to say hello to Scott. Um, hi, guys. Happy with the result. Not quite 10 0, but great result regardless. P.S. Does this mean Brad will stay clean shaven before each game? And well, we will, you I'm will have to, keep to do that. I'm too lazy. <laughs> I'm too lazy for that. Watching. Maybe because Wolves is at the weekend, it'll look like I'm still clean shaven. Yeah. But I think I actually put Miracle Grow on my beard. It's normally back Luke, those two days. Luke says, Evening all. Uh, good evening, Luke. Thanks for joining us. Great performance tonight and uh, got the job done. And first half and defended well in the second. We certainly did. And talking of defending, Julian, just before um, uh, uh, Justin got out. I always want to call him James. Just before Justin got the second fall, Schmeichel uh, made a good save from a corner that Fulham had. And I think it was uh, Tosin 
with, with the header. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we just come to expect it of him now. And, it, it, you know, I think for him, it probably was a, re a regulation save. It looked great, good reactions, uh, and he just looked safe as ours. As, uh, uh, you know, he's one of the reasons why, you know, the back four looks so strong. They've got him behind him. So, you know, like I say, he didn't have a lot to do. What he does, he does exceptionally well. Uh, and like I say, but for him, that that's probably just pretty standard. But, uh, you know, it was uh, <laughs> nice for him to get another clean sheet. Would you say so, Julian? You, you were the you were, you're the ex goalie here amongst us. I'm Julian. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to brag, but I had a call. To... That's the problem. Yeah, that, <laughs> tell, you, tell you what, guys. If I just do this, if I just get my air in front and just 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 do that. You just pretend. Brad, it's you. It's you, Brad. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'd like to brag and say I had a call. I think he did that one for the cameras. But uh, no, I'm joking. I mean, uh, it was a good save. He didn't have much to do. I think I, I can't remember him having anything to do after that, to be honest with you. And it's just what we've come to expect, as Casper, like Julian said, we've come to expect it. He's a quality keeper. We know what he's about. Uh, I can't remember which game it was, but I remember reading the report, a report and um, when we won. And I think Casper had made a few saves that were vital. And, and, the, and the bloke who wrote it um, came out and said, the thing is with Leicester is when they switch, when they play with a back four, it's really a back five regardless of what they do because Casper is 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 that extra defender they have because you know we saw the flying Dutchman clearance where he sprinted sixty yards up his line and world class keepers and I'm going to throw him in that category of world class because he is world class. There's not many keepers in that Premiership I personally would put in front of him. Um, they kind of act like a sweeper keeper and defender and he's made some vital interceptions, some very good footballing brain he's got on him and it's bats with you know the reputation of the shadow of being his, you know who his father was but he's just such a world-class goalkeeper and you know we talk about Varley being the steal of the century and this and that we could argue it if Casper's name's not in that mix miss mix for buy of the decade for Leicester or ever then it's, it's silly because he's one of the best signings we've made for the cheapest fee I can't believe we've still got him here as a keeper because like I say maybe apart from Edison and Allison, I wouldn't put many ahead of him Julian we've got second half came came along and they obviously came out all guns blazing they made some substitutions uh, Mitrovic um, was one of the substitutions and he's a player that a lot of Leicester fans have been saying we should be going out to get he's the plan B we need and what have you I wasn't impressed with him tonight uh, it, it depends how you want to play you know he's he's probably a bit like Samani he's, he's, he's a big lad I, I do rate him as a player but you, you've got to play the, the way that suits him. And I, I don't probably think we, we do at the moment. We're not a sort of team who gets it wide and slings it in the box. And that's probably his strength. He holds it up very well, but he needs to get the right service, which probably wasn't getting tonight. But uh, I, I don't, well, well, as much as I like him, I don't think he's, he's an answer for us at the moment. No. As I say, looking at him tonight, and I'm not obviously, you know, I only see him, these players when we play those teams, but he didn't do an awful lot for me. But um, table's table's still looking good for us. I mean, we're sat there, let's just bring the table up, we're sat there in third at the moment, uh, depending on, I think Liverpool are drawing nil-nil, somebody just said at the moment. Um, it, it, it's, it, you know, we, we, we're still there, top four. I don't think we're going to win it because I think Man City are just hitting the form at the right time, Julian. But, you know, I think, um, I don't, I don't think, and I might, I might be shooting myself in the foot here. I don't think we're going to do what we did last season. I think we learnt from last season. 
Yeah, I think we look stronger. Um, you know, we've said time and time again, you know, regarding the injuries we've had and we've come through it and we're still still right up there now. Um, we've still got a lot of injuries to different players, but they'll be coming back soon and that just makes us stronger and stronger. And, you know, I think it was, it was a bit of a blip last week at Leeds, against Leeds, sorry, but I think you could study Leeds for a month of Sundays and still not know what you were going to face uh, when you when you got them on the pitch. And, you know, that, that's part of the problem and part of the sort of sparkle that they have. Um, so, yeah, it was unfortunate that actually, because I would have put it as a stronger spot. But, you know, I do believe we're stronger this year than last year. Uh, and I feel like, you know, if we can keep this form going now, get these players back, uh, which will obviously improve us, uh, that it should be a good finish to the season for us. Brad, uh, first of all, your man of the match. Well, I was, I'm not going to be honest, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I half expected it with his contributions towards towards it being Madison and I was going to come on screaming, can we give a Kilichi action instead because of, you know, just the relief and just the, that, but it was, you know, Alan's already done that for us, so I'm going to back it and I'm going to say, you know, that's one of the most assured performances, if that's the right word, to see the best of what, what Kalichi can actually do when confidence is, 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 is high on it. You know, he, he seems to have a bit of a role where it's hold it up where it's needed, let play catch up, and if you can get three of them, we'll put it into you. And like I said, he scored a very good-headed goal tonight. He had that shot, which was, you know, it was blocked, but he got the ball out of his feet before he scored, didn't he? And he had that shot that was blocked. In the, You know, if it's on target, he's probably hitting the back of the net. He had a very good all-round game and... In the areas of struggle, when the world was crying out for a hero, was it a bird? Was it a plane? No, it was in the Acho that headed to save the day. Um, you know, Julian, then, it would, was you, just would, nice. would you agree with the Acho? Uh, well, it's not that I disagree, although it's not in the Acho for me, but just because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting right on the fence there. Uh, no, I thought he did well. Got the goal, which is great for him in his, you know, his current climate where he's been out for a few weeks. Uh, I thought. Madison, I mean, I don't think anyone really stood out head and shoulders. So, you know, you could obviously give it in for the goal. Madison had two assists and some great touches, which we sort of come to expect. Tielemans yeah. ticking over again. So, uh, and Justin for the unbelievable run for the goal, which I don't think anyone else I've ever seen play would have made at that point in the game. Uh, for me, just for the certain situation that he's in at the moment and what he needs, uh, I think I'd like to give it to Chowdhury because he came in, uh, he's yeah. sort of been, you know, way past the sidelines, if I'm honest, recently, but came in and, and just put performance in that looks like he played every week. And I thought that in itself, you know, spoke volumes for his character and his ability. So, uh, you know, that for those reasons, I'd give it to him. And he gave, um, Alan gave eight for the manager and eight for the team's performance. I think that was pretty much spot on. We, we didn't, Brad, we didn't, you know, Played brilliantly. We've we've played a lot better than that, and not won. In fairness, so we got the three points. But I think eight, eight and eight, eight was fair. Yeah, it tends to be the the, the rating that you could agree on when it's a, a win like that. And like Julian said, it wasn't by any stretch of the imagination a brilliant performance. But we beat what was in front of us. You know, you always say you can only beat what's in front of you, and it'd be easy for people to come out tonight and go, yeah, but you only played Fulham. Yeah, but so did Manchester United when they played Sheffield United. They only played Sheffield United and they lost. And we've seen it time and time again. You can't rely on a guaranteed three points. It's, it's a myth. There's no such thing. And yeah. Fulham have got some draws this season. They've put a, a recent run together. So we beat what was in front of us. We didn't have to be at that top level to do it. And that's the good thing that we, we, we saw tonight. So, yeah, eight's all around. 
the 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 thing the one consistent thing about Leicester is our inconsistency. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if you go back down down the videos at the time of when we first started, I said the one thing you can guarantee from Leicester is that they are consistent at being inconsistent. Yeah. Less so this season, but when we've had our oops moments, shall I say, this season, they have shown. Leicester fans, don't worry, we've not completely changed. We do have our inconsistent moments. <laughs> I think that's the fairest way to sum us up. And, like I say, we have got two games uh, a week for a few weeks now. I mean, we say Europe starts in a few weeks as well, Julian. But, you know, we've got Wolves who, who won the other night, but they're not having the best of season uh, this, this year. Brighton in the cup, and we, we know in fairness in the cup anything can happen. And then, dare I say, the dreaded Liverpool, which we we, we can't seem to beat if we put twenty two players on the pitch. It tough few weeks for us. It is. I mean, I was surprised by the Wolves' result. You know, to come back against Arsenal was a good result from because the season hasn't been fantastic, and then to go a goal down against such a good team, you, you think you know the writing's on the wall for that for that result so it shows that they've got a great character so that'll you know definitely be a tough one for us uh the liverpool game i just i hope we we set up slightly differently to the way we did before i thought we showed them probably a bit too much respect showed them you know the respect that we would show i suppose the reigning champions but i think as we have inconsistency i think a lot of the big teams have had inconsistency as well and it's only man city really um, have showed me some real strength in clean sheets and great performances in a win streak. You know, even Man United on the back of the streak they're on, have you know had, they've gone behind in games and had to come back late on with a bit of quality that they have. So it, it is an inconsistent season, and we, you know we're no different from everyone else. Obviously, and there's only Man City really sort of plowing on with that. So I think if we could, um, you know, maybe set up not saying you know go flat out at Liverpool, but we've seen that they're not the formidable force that they were last year, even though not that much has changed apart from the issues they've got at centre-back. So optimistic about the games, the cup game as well, but definitely optimistic about the league games. And like I say, with our inconsistency, it might mean that we win both. That said, Brad, Man United and Man City, start of the season, you know, were nowhere to be seen. And, you know, at this point, you know, Ollie was favourite to be sacked and, you know... <laughs> It, things have changed around, and as Julian said, there you just can't predict anything this season. <laughs> no, no, that's true. You can't predict anything. Um, I think Julian's right. It's probably been the most uh, inconsistent season for everybody. And Man City struggled at the start, like Julian said. They're probably the only one of the twenty teams that you look at now and go, right, they're, they're, they've got it together. They're on a run. Um, I half thought when I wasn't getting my Sky notifications that it was still nil-nil between them and Burnley. I didn't realise it was also the same scoreline at half-time as it was there. So mm-hmm. that, that that disappointed me even a little bit. But it is what it is. At the end of the day, I, I've, I've heard recently that if you're going to win the league, if you finish above Leicester, you're going to win the league. Um, you know, and, and I heard that from, I think it was the former Crystal Palace chairman. I think you we, mm-hmm. we put that out there. And he said, if you finish above Leicester this season, you, you, you're going to be champions. Yeah, I, I just Jordan, it. It? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember his name. I, I, I forgot, I'll be honest, I remember the face, but not the name. But um, And it, you know, that was a great compliment to the club. And I think it, it's almost true. I think if, maybe I'm being a bit biased with my blue tints on, but if, you know, you say we've only suffered one defeat in 11 games, I think the second most consistent side is a tussle between Manchester United and, and uh and Leicester for that consistency. And now that that's the team that's going to finish behind the 
you know, behind the eventual winners, Man City, if Man City's form continues. Let's not forget, Man City have some difficult games. They've got Liverpool soon. I believe they've got a few crunching ties against teams and around them. And I know we have to play them sides at some point down the league, but um, it's mm. looking good for us if we can get a nice few wins. And, you know, we've just seen a third choice in Chowdhury. I know that sounds shocking to say, but in the defensive midfield role, we've seen the whole depth of our team now and what it's capable of. And with Wolves, Brighton and Liverpool, it'd be interesting to see the lineups over the next couple of games because they're coming thick and fast. And with Europe as well, it'd just be interesting. At the moment, Everton a bit lead. Let me teeth in. Everton are beating Leeds two one, and Villa and West Ham in the Battle of the Clarets is nil nil, and it's half time, and Liverpool are still nil nil with Brighton. So come on, Brighton, we like the Seagulls tonight. Tonight, Matthew, I am a seagull, as they say. Uh, Julian, I just um, just got a tweet off um, Emilio. He, he's um, uh, as a blogger for Cottage Talk, the the, the Fulham uh, podcast. And he said, I, I sent him a message going like, uh, revenge, mate. And he's replied, fully deserved, very easy win. Um, I would have to agree. Like I said, Fulham started brighter. Um, when you were talking earlier about, you know, some performances, I think Brad hit the nail on the head is, and they did the homework and stopped us. So people like Barnes and Perez really were snuffed out of the game. And that's just their cleverness and the way they set up. However, they didn't really offer much going forward. I think... Bobby Reed had the chance uh, second half when he got in behind um, when he got in behind JJ. Uh, but other than that, everything really was coming from outside the box. So I, I felt it was comfortable. One nil's never comfortable. Two nil's not often. But you know, it, it didn't seem like we were under much threat. And it was more a game played in the middle of the park. I don't think there was much action really at either end, and much key, either keepers had much to do. So. It, you know, I felt it was easy. It can always go the other way, but in, in the end, it turned out to be the right result and a comfortable performance. We're back to winning ways. That's the main thing. We're back up to third if Brighton do us this favour tonight. Um, just a small matter of Wolves coming up on uh, on Sunday. Gentlemen, thank you very much for tonight. Uh, it's nice that we, we, we lost one. Bad day at the office. Back to winning ways. Julian, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully, we'll maybe see you Sunday if you're free on for the post match again. And yeah, Brad, thank you very much, as well, mate. Uh, thank you uh, for both making uh, me look half decent. Thanks, guys. That's <laughs> uh, so all we can do, mate. <laughs> Brilliant. So thanks very much for you guys for watching. Uh, it's nice. It's nice to have um, the, the be talking on the three points. Um, Again, Wolves on Sunday. We will be back tomorrow night at seven o'clock. <laughs> every night, it's going to be like this. You're just going to get fed up with me. Let me just move in with you. Just, just subscribe on that button, and then I can. It will come up, and 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 I'll be here every night. You know what I'm going to do tonight? Oh, we'll invite Chris round. What we're doing? Uh, but tomorrow night, seven o'clock. It is the preview show uh, with Craig and. Possibly Steve Leinitz will be joining us as well for that. So that's something to look forward to. And we have then on the Friday, we've got the opposition view um, with the Wolves fan. Saturday, got a day off. And then back on Sunday with Josh with the pre-match and Brad again with the post-match. Three points, back up to third. The Foxes are back. Have a good rest of the evening. Stay safe, guys. Goodbye. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms.
Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.